Time and again, the world bears witness to truths seldom said. Lend an ear. We promise enlightened, informed conversation. My name is Robert, and this is Seldom Said, the place where conversation matters. Welcome back. This is Seldom Said, the place where conversation matters. A guest from far afield, Mr. Lawrence Osea Samoa, who is the project director for the First Step Foundation. He'll be speaking to us from his city village of Bisesi in Ghana. Welcome to Seldom Said, Lawrence. Welcome, Bob. And thank you for this great opportunity uh, given to me. And also take this opportunity to thank all your listeners of this program at this hour. Uh, it is certainly our pleasure. Would you mind greeting my listeners in Twi? Just a short sentence and a greeting? Yeah. In Ghana, time is in the evening time. But I think looking at the uh, EST time is afternoon. So I would say, Mimaobia Aha. Mimaobia Aha. Lovely, lovely. Like that is the afternoon greetings. And this also go with uh, with male and female, yeah. Can we start with, uh, as I often do with guests, a personal background, who you are, where you've been? <coughs> How did you find yourself in a position of authority running a multi-thousand dollar program? Yeah, um, it all started like uh, some years back, as far as 2000 and like 2010 or so, uh, where I was working with uh, a local NGO a non-governmental organization, and we were on the field of care and support of the needy and the vulnerable uh, people in our community. It's where the NGO uh, started. Uh, we were helping uh, children, orphans, getting them into schools, uh, women getting them some sort of uh, small work for them to do so that they can earn something. And we are also was caring for people living with HIV, uh, assisting them to get their antiretroviral drug from the nearest clinic, visit them in their houses. So, so far, this is where the NGO uh, started. My work on the charities that I started. And from there until 2012, that we decided to form First Foundation as a separate entity and also as a non-governmental organization, just focus solely uh, on women empowerment, getting women some sort of work to do, set up small businesses for them uh, through a micro loans. And prior to this, uh, what prompted on this project was that with my pre uh, previous experience, working with the NGO, we were solely depend on donations and support from people. But it get to the point that if these donors, the people who are supporting you, at a point they are not there, what you do? What would the beneficiaries or the NGO do? So it prompted us to come out with the First Foundation with an idea that this women or the beneficiary need to support. They need support to support themselves by setting up their own business so that they learn how to get their own income to live on. Are you a believer, Lawrence, in gender equality? The fact or the premise that women and men intellectually, emotionally, socially should be and are equal. Sure, I do believe, but in uh, uh, like a near perspective, uh, women are a little bit lower. Until recently, that uh, people, uh, women, through the ministry of the government, women empowerment, bringing women on board, and other things brought them up. But I do uh, surely believe 
that there should be a gender equality uh, among us. Many will hear about the circumstances in West Africa. They'll hear about the poverty and the difficulties and the talent going to waste, and yet they will do nothing, or so little that it's inconsequential. What experiences did you have, Lawrence, that so placed you in a place emotionally that you decided to do something? You do not sound like a man who lets things happen. You promote them. Yeah, what has, uh, I saw from our community is that, like, in our society, in our community, women are normally considered venerable in the sense that, like, uh, in our society, women get married and maybe their the husband dies, leaving the kids and the whole house entirely upon the women. Uh, women men can get married and get them divorced and uh, all their responsibilities uh, based on the uh, the welfare and the care of the children will fall on the women and this based on this consider that a lot of these women are one way they are, they are more vulnerable in our society women were not initially were not encouraged to take up education to the highest level women were put into like uh, doing a household work and all that things was not getting the actual chances as men do in getting to school and other things women are normally was normally confined in the house so this has led a lot of these uh, women uh, incapable of doing something on their own and the burden, a lot of burden on, on them. So that prompted me like a call to why don't we do something to uh, help these women with some of their burden. Though we cannot take everything, but uh, some of them have a lot of burdens, more especially like the widows uh, who have uh, children and since they are not gainfully employed in any establishment, they don't earn anything. And this case need to be get education, need to be taken care of, need to get a good health care. So what should we do so that this case will not be also be a burden to the society? Because if we leave them as they are, they will turn out to be a burden in the society with all these social vices uh, that will uh, go against the community. So these are some of the factors that uh, urge me to come out with this uh, idea of empowering these women so that they will be capable doing something to care, take care of their kids. Can you give the listening audience a little bit of a pricey background of some of the gender history in Basise? You are the home place of Yaa freedom fighters, women who took the position of authority. Can you give us a little bit of the background? Yeah, Bissiansi is a small community. Uh, recently, I can say, put the population ratio, uh, total number around 3,000. But uh, with uh, percentage-wise, women getting like uh, um, 55% against 45 men. Bissiansi, uh, merely, not until recently, uh, was a, like a farming community. Uh, people do their farming and uh, not on the commercial basis. They do mixed farming and they are just peasant farmers. And the women there were, do like Yasantua came from that place until then women was not actually don't consider but was not so active and courageous to do things uh, they are just with their husband helping them in their farming and other household activities as i said women in our society uh in years back were not given the equal opportunity or the chances uh, to be with men uh, in terms of education and other professions. There is a quotation 
often attributed to the French colonial period, uh, where African natives as well as French colonizers began to think of themselves as a citizen, not of the community, but of the world at large. That phrase, uh, je suis un citoyen de la monde, do you feel that given the fact that you're dealing with the United Nations and the world, you hope the citizens of Bicesse look upon themselves as citizens of that world and not simply of the African continent? Yeah, for now, I would say like looking at things, uh, they are up now. They are not just like us being confined. They are not just as uh, timid as they used to be. They are not as uh, dormant as they used to be. Women are now, uh, at Bicense are now active and being champion of way to live alongside with the men with all the chances and all the opportunities available. It sounds as if you're on the cusp of something really radical. Do you feel it's transportable to other parts of the third world, as we used to call it? Yeah, I would say yes uh, to the third world countries. And I think women now are now active. What predominantly are the women initially involved with, with the project program? Currently, like as the project have started with the microcredits, we have just started with only 20 people. Uh, but during our research work in coming out with this project, we have more than 500 potential women that can be put onto this project. There are many who are going to say, micro-project, what is that? Can you describe it for a listener? What actually is this project? How is it affiliated with the United Nations? And how is it implemented on the ground where you are? Yeah, this uh, project's whole idea is to help alleviate poverty, which also follow one of the SDGs, uh, Sustainable Development Goals, under the UN uh, projects and we foresee like here in Ghana or our Marut Itu in our place it's not easy like to get a startup capital to do something like I don't know the western word but I've been here like you can lease up with the bank you go and the bank maybe give a loan but our system is quite different the bank or the financial institution will give you money provided you have started something. The difference, what makes our first step foundation and that of financial institution different is that we take the risk to bring these women on board. The women who are so willing and have the potential and have the skills to do something, but they don't have uh, the financial resources. They don't have the money to start a sort of business that we deal with. So we bring these women on board with their financial support. Uh, we take them to the business, the skills, the sort of business that they have much skills or experience into it. Get? And uh, we try to support them financially. The, like the one that we have started uh, with the 20 people, then each of them got like uh, $55 in the US dollars and to start with their business. Yeah, so it's a sort of a small loan that we use to give to these women to start their business and also those who have a small business can uh, enhance it, uh, buy more goods to earn some income. Lawrence, I've been gifted with a special pleasure today. Yeah. An individual who is a superb educator in New York City of African-American heritage is sitting in an interview. I would like her to ask a question that she would like to posit herself. My individual guest name is Ms. Renee Holmes. Renee? Good afternoon, Lawrence. What are some of the 
Hi. What are some of the businesses that the women have started? Yeah, here we have like uh, SMEs, like small and medium enterprises. Uh, there are a lot of uh, small businesses, petty trading. They sell like a small goods, uh, like uh, foodstuffs. Yes, there are a lot of women who are farmers. And when these farmers come with their product for the farm, there are some people who buy them and retail, buy it like a wholesale and retail them. And Bissensi precisely is uh, close to the, uh, the garden city, the, the city of Kumasi, and like 20 minutes drive. And people who has money can also come into the city, buy some goods and sell because the city is very busy and people come in and go all the time. So uh, these are sort of business, it's a petty trading business that they do based on the small capital that they do have. Some also come with their, like the full staff from Bissensi into the city and sell and go in the evening. So just basically like a full staffs, kitchen stuffs and other things that the people do. For the purpose of argument and explanation, Lawrence, imagine that uh, Renee and I are two individuals of feminine gender, and we're looking yeah. for the opportunity, and we come to you with our request. How do you approach our asking? Yeah, we have a system, we have an application forms that we do fill. Uh, we do assess uh, the clients who come to apply for these loans. It's not that everybody that we pick on board, though there are a lot of people on the queue or there are a lot of applications on board. Uh, we put on like a, a measure, I like uh, put on some things in place that the people need to uh, meet because we cannot take everybody on board. Uh, and here, what we do or have started doing is that we group these women like five in a group by uh, getting a leader for them. They select the leader by themselves with a five group because we do this also to ensure the payback. And the five group that we do select, we make sure that they know themselves because we cannot trust everybody, especially when the money money is involved. We cannot trust anybody. People need money or want money, but this is not the money that is a gift money. It's a, it's, it's, it's a form of loan that we need to pay back. So the group people need to understand themselves, commit themselves that in case maybe one default, they are prepared to pay. So uh, like the, the people who come on board, they are not coming as individual. They should belong to a certain group that the group must understand or must understand themselves that we trust this person, that he has to be on this group, and we are sure that he can pay the loan that is given to her. The people that you incorporate into the, into the struggle, yeah. do they become teachers themselves and introduce others? Yeah, prior to launch of the program, I think there was a small debate that were called and uh, we introduced the project to them and the way that people could be selected uh, to come on board. It's not that uh, we just uh, come in just like that. They are aware, they are not teachers themselves, but they do spread the news. They just get, oh, like, some people will see them, now that you have a lot of goods, where did you get your money from? Oh, there's a, a group here that are supporting this man. So they keep on telling others people how they come by their goods. They, as I said, Bissensi is not all that big community, but the information of this project has spread everywhere and people keep on coming each day uh, to uh, apply. A second question. Yeah. Part of the help lift people out of poverty is making sure that we can create longevity, longevity in business. So my question is, are the people given business training and money management so they would know how to reinvest their money, how to um, save their money so they can 
keep longevity in business? Yeah, sure. These are all form on the application form. It's not that you are planning, you just go. We need to take you through the management, credit management. We need to have a day or two training of how to manage uh, credit like a, a loan and how to manage your business. Even in the application form, we do uh, ask, have you got a training? What business are you doing? Do you do some savings? Because the motive of all this, what we are doing is to encourage people to do to do some savings. We are not bound by ourselves, but there are a lot of bank, uh, banks or financial institutions around. And we try doing the training to cultivate into them the habit of savings and how to measure their returns, their profit, their gross profit, uh, uh, their net profit. So the clients are surely taken through this uh, credit management and the form of trading uh, how they can arrive their their net profit. It's not that they call in and we give out the loan. They get the proper training uh, of credit management. Lawrence, it would seem to go without saying that there has to be some educational involvement in this. Are the individuals who ask for the loan and petition for it, are they at an academic level with literacy, reading, mathematical skills to procure this and see it to fruition? Yeah, I would say very few of them. And uh, we do this in form of, uh, this form part of our training to, uh, to the people. Uh, we go down to the level that everybody would understand what we meant or what we want to do with their business. I would say like, like a magic or these women in terms of their businesses selling and buying and selling their, their good, do small calculation, they are good into it, whether the person got the formal education or not. But we do this at a lower level that uh, we chip in like the modern system into it for them to understand how they could arrive that they should take everything into consideration, like before, uh, being a cost into condition, uh, consideration before they can arrive at a profit of their goods. Will you consider the program and yourself a success, Lawrence, if they don't need you any longer? Yeah, we'll, we consider it is more sustainable because... Uh, what we are doing, like what we have started, the person get the loan and we cultivate the person in the habit of savings, building some reserves. It's not that every, all the time the client will be on the loan. Yeah, so you build out the reserves and you let them use your reserves being as your capital because the loan goes with some interest. And as you are able to build up the reserves, you later on use it as your capital to do your own business. You then will not go to for another loan elsewhere whereby you will be paying an interest. So I see it is as more sustainable rather than uh, like maybe somebody give you a gift or something like that. They are more serious and take the project as their, their own to build their own future and build their own reserves. Lawrence, as a director of this program in Visise, can you foresee yourself in the future going to other towns, other villages, other cities, other nations on the continent, or will you commit yourself perpetually to Visise, your own village? This uh, project, I would say, uh, will not be minute into that of Visise alone. Even with the support, uh, I will bring in uh, how this project came in. We need the financial support and assistance. And this project at BCNC came as a result of Professor Day, uh, who has been in Ghana, Yeri, and who uh, was I met in 2017. Because uh, Prof was installed in that community as a development chief. And as a development chief, you need to have to do something for her people in the community. 
So uh, with my vision is to get this spread up to other communities, but there should be uh, uh, a source of funding. Well, the funding for this project, Abisiyanse, uh, came from, uh, as uh, you are placed in New York, uh, Congregational Church at uh, South Hemsford, and that of uh, Professor Day Initiative and her personal support. So if there will be some opportunities or other mobilization of funds in other communities, why not we could uh, be also in that community to help? Because we see this as the means whereby the people uh, can do their own business. They can be so committed. As I said, it's not easy. People are willing to do so, some sort of businesses, something to end a little income maybe at the end of the day, but there are sort of financial cha challenges and where to get this fund, fund or whom to borrow money to start with. You mentioned uh, the church, frankly, that I attend, and Professor Day impresses all of us. She's a special human being. Is there an attribute equivalent to the phrase en familia, family, the African way of doing things seems much less individualistic than the Western way of starting a business. It seems as if the tribe, the community, the group works together. Yeah. Are we perceiving it correctly? Please, Bo, can you come again? Most certainly. Here, if an individual starts a business, he goes to yeah. the bank, he gets a loan. It's he himself and perhaps a friend. Yeah. Does he say the African way of doing things, the Asian way of doing things for that matter, involves the group, the family, the town, the community. Do yeah. you feel there is a special strength that Basise brings to this project? Yeah, sure. It's not that the, the, the group do the same business. We group them with the motive or to ensure the payback of the loan. But uh, the individuals who form the group have their own individual businesses that they undertake. They have their own, like some have their own shops. There are some who are even seamstress. They do some sewing, but they need to get other stuff like thread, stiff and other things. Need to buy it in bulk so that when they get a material or somebody come, a client come, they can get all these things at their shop and use it to sew their clothing. So the individuals have their own shops. They, they have their own businesses. And these individuals who have different uh, businesses is them that we group them with this number so that the, the, that would ensure uh, the group, uh, the payback of the loans given to them. So each of them guarantee for a, a, a friend or a colleague. Lawrence, uh, then perhaps a point of imagination. I'm walking down the road. I'm about to enter Basise. Can yeah. you give the listeners a virtual tour? What will they see? Uh, Basise which is in right in the Ashanti region and under the Jusso district is a well-known and is in the history because of Nanaya Santua. Because it's uh, a, a, a hometown of Nanaya Santua, uh, who was a warrior, uh, warrior and among the Ashanti's kingdom. And she, also, like when she died, we have a tube at Abisiyase, which is been like a tourist center for people, uh, maybe Westerns and Americans who come over to look for it. So Abisiyase is not like an isolated town somewhere. It's a well-known and very historical town that people come in because of the tube of Nanaya Santua who was a warrior and they have their shrines also there. Many individuals at times will resent that they're being told how to do things 
as a Western nation would. How are you maintaining your own traditions, your own culture in this project? The, our culture in the community are well preserved and uh, we do have the higher respect for our culture in our society, respect for the elders, respect for the chiefs and uh, the, like our goals and other things. And in relating to our projects, uh, we make sure that we abide by the rules and the regulations uh, that is in the town, not to go astray or do something of our own. We are always confined into the rules, uh, the small rules in the community. Renee? Um, yeah. You said that you the program was started to help the women because sometimes they would be with widows and they needed to be able to support themselves. So are there other organizations that you partner with to assist the women like with childcare, education? Do you have community partners? Actually, for now, at the sense, I would say, like, we have just started with this. Uh, the idea of, like, education uh, with other partners, we are looking for other partners to come on board. But until then, that's why we decided, like, these women, when they are able to resource, when they are able to get something to do, will surely uh, translate into the family of this care and support of their kids in education and their health care. At least may be able to get the insurance for their family, health insurance for their family and themselves, and able to take care of their, their kids also in the school. Uh, there are a lot of potentials and opportunities there that they could have maybe support, but since has not been working, there are no other partners around. Uh, could be uh, good like if there will be other partners be on board to support uh, other side of the of the project or the people in the community, because there are some uh, school those who live like the higher school, it's not them that were able to uh, get into the tertiary institutions or able to continue the education. They have to take some sort of apprenticeship, like uh, dressmaking, hairdressing, uh, carpentry shop, leatherworks, and all that. Things. This is also help like the self-employed people. And this apprenticeship, Problems in the town is that when they are able to learn this trade or this uh, job, at the end of it, uh, they find the same wanting, like getting the tools, the necessary tools, the necessary financial support to start with. Mm -hmm. But this is also like an, a place they could have maybe employed or get a lot of people on board to be supported. So, uh, like I would say, First Step Foundation doors are open for other institutions that could come because there are a lot of you there, and this challenge is also there. We must initiate a program with a certain personal imperative. What is the one singular problem, trait, difficulty, Lawrence, that you feel must be dealt with before this will work? Currently, I will say to our side and the base of our research and assessment that we have done, the challenge, major challenge for now, because the people are there, they are willing, the major challenge will be like the financial support. Because uh, like the 20 people that we have started, the total amount that we give are like 300 Ghana cities, which is like $55. We didn't want this uh, will not be like the end of it. We, our plan is to move them along with maybe a bit higher capital because we couldn't go higher based on our fund available now and also like a sort of uh, risk. But as these people started paying back and they are about to get finished. They, they, we don't keep the money. We just roll the money into other groups. And as these people, the first batch are getting end of it, 
we need to enroll them by way of maybe increase their capital, those who need to be supported. Because some have just started like a, uh, like a retailers, they will get to a point that they will move into a, like a, a wholesale level whereby they can buy the goods in bulk and the people, other people can come there to buy and sell. So with this small capital cannot <laughs> get into that level. So we are just hoping like we get more support, uh, get more assistance uh, to get this uh, system work so that each and every one of them, even who don't have money can easily get into a wholesaler and can get some goods or something to sell. The cynic in the audience who looks upon the project and considers it to be some sort of grasping at pie in the sky or a panacea. It's a marvelous quote. Uh, the dreamer chooses those great and wondrous things that fill his heart. How do you react to the person who says, this is not practical, it's not going to happen, generations have come by and there's been no improvement? How do you say to that person, no, we've turned a corner now, this is different, this will work? Sure, this will surely work because it's, it's a, a sort of empowerment, a sort of, it's not, I would say the people at BCNC, it's not that they are lazy, but uh, how to take me home is, is, is their problem. How to get something start with is their problem. So this will show the people really appreciate uh, the effort or the intervention that we are making in the community based on this project. And it's very rewarding. Uh, I don't know how I, I could describe it when we launched out the project and when Professor Day came with a team recently, uh, the people who came on board. This will surely, I will say, this will surely going to work because it put them into what the skills that they have, what they want to do, the support that they need, the financial support that they need to do or make a, a, a move out of it with the skills that they have. What have you yourself had to do to raise your own perspectives, your own application of ability? What training, what study have you had to do to reach this point? Well, I would say for now and what we are being, we keep on talking to people about developing a proposal, uh, making some requests to people that they need their financial support, they need their financial contribution to this. People can also delight this, decide to donate. But for now, as I speak now, uh, the only support that you have been receiving is from the Congregational Church, who they have done a marvelous work, and that of the Professor Day. So I will appeal, like take this opportunity to appeal to the, uh, uh, your listeners who want to support that they can lease or link up with you, like you, Bob, at your studio, which was also a member of the church, and that of Professor Day, to help mobilize uh, some funding that you could use to expand the project, because this project will surely will work. With the proposal development and other things, we need to get a, our doors are also open if people can link up with, with us. Uh, with our project, uh, with our project, and what they expected from us, uh, based on the project or the contract that they want to sign with us uh, on the project. But we surely our doors are open, and we are calling for people to support us in order to make a move on this project. Now we're doing uh, obviously publicity by having a radio program and presenting it to the airwaves. What other things are you doing, Lawrence, to promote people knowing what this project's all about? How are you publicizing? Well, we haven't started much, but uh, with a plan of getting into uh, social medias, uh, continuing um, doing uh, adverts and the community, and also like the individuals and people 
who we think they have some or a bit richer in our community, making appeal to them so that they will understand our system because it's our own people in our own community. And if by chance or by the grace they have got some, uh, why don't they also support other people? So uh, in our line of plan, we're going to be on more on the social, uh, uh, the, the social media to make advertise of our people because we are coming with a report by next month with some pictures of what some of the women, what they have been using their money for as a personal testimony and other people to read along and get themselves certified about the project and how it's going to help. That will be a live uh, testimony from these people. Is there any way for an individual listening to this to say to themselves, well, I'd like to purchase some of the items that these women have made. How might they go about doing that if possible? For now, I would say like whoever, uh, the, the listeners who have any idea like getting us on board, cannot give the direct address, but I would say she leaves with you, Bob, at the studio and that of Professor Day and that of Congregational Church, and we can build out that partnership of what the person wants and what the sort of support. Because like individual can easily like, maybe I can support one person, like $55 uh, or any this amount, and I want the person to maybe direct accountable or direct uh, get a direct information about a person so that I will get the update how the person is doing the business. Though the money will go directly, but the person will not own the money. The money will be owned by the organization, but we can give the feedback of one or two people that the person can either like want to support or adopt to support. A singular question a lot of people have. Number one, that is whether these ideas can be transported into various parts of the world in different cultures? And secondly, is there the possibility of Bissese and your own organization having their own website, their own newsletter, their own leaflet? It is nice to be part of something larger like United Nations, but is there a bit more ego that is required where you say, look what we've done, come to see us? Yeah, I will say... Uh this idea can be transported to other parts because uh, we got to know that uh, uh, the underlying factor is to teach people uh, how to fish rather than continue fishing for them. Because if you depend on like donation, as where I come from with the NGO, there will be a time whereby the person will not be supporting. I'm taking this like a, a typical example. We were caring for some kids in the school and people were uh, donating uniforms and other school materials. But it came to a point that uh, the people who were or the organization were not coming. But it doesn't mean that uh, the kids should stop schooling. So you as a gardener or the organization taking care of should put something down. That's why we link up with these women that whilst, while we are still getting this support for your case, we will need to do something. So in the end or in the absence of this support, you could maybe continue taking care of the child. So there is a possibility that this idea could be transported or get into other places, uh, other areas that they do prefer. Coming to the point of uh, this idea of newsletter and website design to get attention will be very good. We have started planning with, uh, I would say, the development development queen, queen, uh, queen of Professor Day, who is also the uh, development queen in the community that have been stood working on this uh, system so that at least people will see or hear 
to know what their money is being used for. More especially people who donate need to know that their money is being used on the uh, on what they donated for. So there's a possibility of getting this, and I, I, I take it uh, strongly that will not be long that this uh, thing will be out. But currently, what we are doing is that we will be sending that the report to Professor Day that uh, she will be making the presentation into the Congregational Church in South Hampshire. Yes, indeed she will, and we're all looking forward to it. Curious, uh, for those a little bit farther afield than yeah. Congregational, living in another community, another state, who would like to get involved, how can they perhaps, through computer communication, find out what's happening? Well, as I said, now, maybe, uh, you have my contacts, but I will leave everything to you. Um, they can be on like the Skype with me. My phone number, maybe calling will be very difficult, but on the social media or the Facebook or WhatsApp could also be due. So if that would be okay to put it online or available for people. I think they can reach me. Your own plans, Lawrence. Ten years from now, click your heels, make a wish. What are you doing? How will this program have developed? What are your dreams? Personally? Indeed, yes. Yeah, because uh, to me, I would say like these projects are being a core and I take a more delight and become so happy like when through my effort, uh, people uh, are making life. Uh, they are just making a move in life to end poverty in their life. So I do really enjoy uh, getting this, uh, the less privileged or the vulnerable be on board. I would say I'm not a selfish, I don't own anything, I don't have anything, but I get a more delight in getting people on board and through more light how they can live alone. Like through me, uh, I would say like, I've become like a bridge that people have to pass through me to get what they want. So I take my delight in working on the project and bringing those who are underprivileged or who are less vulnerable to be on board. Many leaders in our own culture in the United States, Dr. King, Malcolm X, Cesar Chavez, have often considered themselves to be a bridge. I'm sure you'll be a worthy one. You're connecting those who have with those who have not. Are, yeah. are you optimistic that poverty, let's not say can be eliminated because that's rather naive and panacea, but can poverty be so lessened that it will not be an issue any longer? Sure, I would say it can be lessened. Not alleviated entirely, but it can be lessened among the people or who take things so serious and want to, want to end up with the poverty in their life. Because you cannot force everybody, but those who want to make a move, there's a way out that they can come out of it. Are you satisfied with what the former colonial countries and powers have done to alleviate some of the difficulties? They have done a lot, but we, the people, need to do much. They have given all the necessary support and assistance, but we have to take the opportunity at this hour to do much and to make an impact in our own life. We call them and they will support you. But what do we do it? That you have to make, make sure that it reflects in our system. It reflects on our people. Like the people or those who come after us will see there has been a change. Because the women and the people in business will be, co will be so proud that now they have their own capital. They are working. They are not unemployed. Because if I take you back to business, I will say apart from like the maybe 
those on the government workers like teachers, maybe health professionals, there is no like maybe a company or something there that people earn something out of it. But through this project, if people, uh, the women are able to get some money to do expand their business, there are a lot of business opportunities. As I said, very close to the city, and the city is full of potential of businesses. So uh, I'm sure and optimistic that uh, these things will surely be work. I must be honest with you, Lawrence. Uh, these stories are made for literature, are made for a book, are made for a newsletter. Is yeah. there plans to having some of the women's stories printed, promoted? Sure, sure. We are in the next, like early next month, we are going to, because uh, we are taking a live pictures of uh, their businesses and they tell their own stories, which will be published. They tell their own stories. There will be a, some short videos uh, of their experience. I think the only challenge that will be like, maybe they will be speaking the local dialect, but you do as much as we can to translate it for the people to understand. Is there a book in the life of Lawrence Oseasamoa? Have you ever considered this? Not yet, but I think it needs to be considered and come out of something like that. Doing what you're doing, is it a first step toward perhaps becoming politically involved yourself, going into government? Not actually. We are non-governmental organization entirely out of the politics aspect. We don't bring any politics into distance. Not... <laughs> We are open to everybody, every government that come on board, we are open to. But the problem in Ghana is that uh, non-governmental organizations are not, we don't get sup direct support from the government. So the government doesn't have much influence. And with this association, like civil society organization, shouldn't allow like uh, any government influence into it. We are totally out of politics and doing politics among their clients or something like that. We are focused on how these beneficiaries will become out of poverty and live their own. So you have no personal ambition yourself? No, no, you cannot be like being identified to, like I would say in Ghana, like two, the two major political parties, because once you work on an NGO and being identified to, you're surely going to have problem. So it's, uh, non-partisan aspect, no politics into it, no politicians influence or something like that. We are totally out of politics. We welcome everybody from both sides, uh, the opposition and the ruling government, any members. But here, when you get to the the local level, the politics, uh, the politicians do their own politics. But uh, in fighting for this poverty, we were expecting much from the politicians. Maybe we could have support, but. We are not getting that, so we are focused on the women, whereby there's no politics into these things. Someone once said that an elephant is a horse that was put together by the government. I would think that people at your own level are doing so much more and are so much better aware of doing what they have to do, given the moment. Renee yeah. has a final question. Um, my final question is, Is you know we can't really, you said alleviate poverty, but we can lessen it. And the women yeah. are a part of a community. So I, I'm just curious, what about the men? Are there programs to help the men start business? That's why you only focus on the women. And how do the men in the com community feel about this project, especially you as a male leading it? How do they feel about this project? I would say, like, uh, they see that we have uh, sidelined them, uh, put them aside. But it's not that we have the levels and working on this uh, project. We have just started. The men have the chances into it, but we have just started with the women. But in our community, what we see is that uh, I would say the men are strong and the sort of capital that they need to do immense work are moreover uh, bigger. 
and the current first foundation cannot afford. But with the women, the little that they get, because they are into this aspect of businesses, they are, they are into this petty businesses that they can buy something. I don't know if you have seen an African woman selling something on the street. They can carry their head and they will be moving along. There are youth and other people in there, but this is the initial stage. There are chances for them. We can roll them on board, provided we get a big funding that can suit what they want because they have different preferences of what that they want to do. I would agree with that 100%. I think that most of us would say that a woman, especially a maternal woman who has a child, lives life with an internalized passion that a man cannot interpret or understand. Yeah. The women are the people making plans for their children. Yeah, sure. Do you see uh, any efforts being made for daycare, as was asked uh, by my guest, for protection for children's individuality, schooling, things that the child can do so that the child can grow into the program? Well, for currently, like the schooling, I think in the Ghana, there's a free education. Uh, the education system at the Bessians is not a big deal. There are a lot of schools around, and potentially all the school going age, like those who are less than 18, I would say like 95% are already in the school. Only few people like maybe uh, who actually may have one or two programs. So schooling is not a much problem in the community. Those who are in the school aging group are all in school now. And uh, being also enforced because uh, nowadays no parent will allow the child to, uh, to stay home once uh, she is not paying anything in the, in the education sector. This sounds like such a marvelous idea from beginning to end. It's been yeah. an hour that's gone by quickly, and I'm certainly glad that we were able to promote it for this hour. Do you have any final thoughts and words that you'd like to share for the listeners? Yeah, uh, uh, thank you, Bob. Once again, I think this has been a special day for me because today, 28, is also my birthday and got this opportunity to be on this higher studio uh, with Mantos. Uh, what I would say uh, finally is to uh, also take the opportunity to thank Professor Day and the Congregational Church, uh, Pastor Patrick Dogan, and for their efforts and all their contribution they have made towards. I would say that a lot of people outside uh, who are just outside the gates and they want to come in, which translates means that uh, we or still open our arms uh, for more support to get these people on board. We uh, appeal that people will come to aid so that those who haven't yet benefited or haven't got this access, uh, get access so that they can also be uh, uh, get something to do. As I said, there, it's not that they are lazy. Uh, people are willing to do something, but uh, they need to be uh, supported to make a move into it. Uh, uh, it's my prayer and my vision, like uh, together we are able to build up this small business to help uh, not entirely eliminate poverty, but can minimize and get people uh, better citizenry and better community uh, for our people and the children that uh, coming on board. A Nigerian Yoruba friend once told me that on the day of a man's birthday, God grants him a wish. My wish for you is peace and happiness and continued success and the hope that we can develop a relationship, you, I, and our church, to promulgate some of these things so that people will talk about this day and talk about Lawrence the man who on his birthday spoke about what he wanted to achieve. My best wishes, and thank you for being on the program, Lawrence. Thank you. 
Bob also for the opportunity to be on this higher uh, platform. It I wish a, you all the best. Thank you. It is our pleasure and enjoy the birthday. Be well. Happy birthday. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.